one, two, three, four. Holy cannoli. Holy cannoli. The 15 championship was the most shocking, right? It was like, for us long-suffering fans, it was surreal. I can't believe this is happening, right? And, And as a fan, you're just elated, you're celebrating, and then Durant comes, and then it becomes expected. It's natural as humans, right? We become jaded, and our expectations can change so quickly. And so... The two with Durant, it, 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 was, it was almost, again, it, it felt expected. And when they won, it was almost a relief as a fan. And I'm sure for them as well, this one, this one, this one was the most special. And you could see it on Steph Curry's face, right? But who am I to say? You, you, it was their reaction, right? And this one was about them. Even, even for me as a fan, this was the least happy I was as a fan but it was the most happy and appreciative I was of the team. Steph answers any doubt about his greatness. Top 10, top five, GOAT, point guard. We, you know, It's always going to be a subjective argument. The one knock throughout his career, he answered. And then they ask him, they put the finals MVP trophy in his hands and they say, well, Steph, how do you feel? First thing out of his mouth, it means we won. It means we won. That's the culture. That's the culture. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to climb back that mountaintop and and what it meant for so many of these dudes. There's so many feel-good stories within this championship, right? Steph solidifying GOAT status. Clay battling back from what he did to get back here. And you could see he did, he was in shock. They were in shock, right? Draymond able to, Draymond's energy after was hilarious, right? Uh, did you learn anything? Nope. I already knew who I was. I already know. Welcome to the war. <laughs> he had that shit written. I, I see you, Draymond. I see you with the podcast and career, right? He had, he had lines ready to go for when they won, right? Um, but then even when you go best, when you go beyond that, the redemption of Andrew Wiggins fulfilling his destiny as a number one pick. Otto Porter Jr. almost out of the league due to injury. The journey of GP2 to get here and then almost have it taken away. You know, uh, there's just so many stories, so many feel-good stories for this all to come together with this type of chemistry. It was just, it's just amazing. I'm still kind of in shock about it, man. And, you know, the other thing that I keep hearing is, well, the, the, the degree of difficulty, because, you know, this is arguably the least talented of all four championship teams. I'm not going to argue there. I, they might be the least talented, but you know what they definitely are? The toughest. This is the toughest version of any of these Warrior Championship teams. You got Bully Steph. Final form, Steph, 10, 15 pounds heavier. You saw him throwing Marcus Smart around in this series. No joke. You saw it. Go, go, go check the tape, <laughs> right? Um, Draymond, we know, is Draymond, right? He's, he's going to run his mouth and be that motor. And then you've got this kind of scarred version of Clay, who's just as tough as they come, right? But then again, you go to the role players. And, 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 and excuse me for that, because Andrew Wiggins is not a role player. Let's be clear here. He probably had 
was the second best player throughout this playoff run for the Warriors. So I misspoke there. But there is a quiet toughness to Andrew Wiggins. There is a Kawhi-like toughness to Andrew Wiggins where he just keeps coming at you as an opponent, as a defender, and he's unflappable, right? He doesn't give you anything to feed off of. There's no emotions. He's just there. It don't seem like he gets tired. Again, there's a little cyborgy Kawhi-ness to Andrew Wiggins' toughness. And then Otto Porter. That that That's probably the most surprising player to me this year was, look, I knew he could shoot. We knew the durability could be an issue. I didn't know he was this tough, physical, or as good a basketball player. Otto's a complete basketball player, and you can see why he was the third pick. But he was extremely physical, right? We know what GP2 brings to the table. He's a menace. He's a he's a he is the littlest bully in the league, right? Uh, Looney, you know, uh, I don't want to call it final form, but taking another step—that's probably the second most unexpected thing. Was Looney taking this step from role player to really a, a a legit starting center and just becoming more and more physical and polished, finishing around the basket? So all these things come together to make this team the toughest. And then you look at their their uh, journey through this. You take out the back-to-back MVP and Jokic. Okay, they were compromised. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to say that was a favorable series. But then y'all know how I felt about Memphis. And, you know, some people want to come and check receipts or say, hey, hey Al, you, you picked Memphis. You can't. Does that mean I can't celebrate the Warriors winning? I mean, when you do what I do, you're not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bat a thousand, you know, and ironically now in hindsight, if you're honest with yourself, was Memphis not the most difficult series? But anyway, you go through Memphis and Ja, and I know, okay, Ja went out, but I, I don't really want to hear about the Ja stuff because when he went out, we know Memphis's record without him, they morph into a bigger, more physical team that you could argue gave the Warriors just as much trouble. In comes Luca the Don, fresh off smoking the Phoenix Suns. And he, look, Luca was the most terrifying player that they faced, right? And in, with all due respect to Jokic, that Luca magic is a spooky thing, right? There were moments in that series where you're like, oh, is this dude going to take us out? Like, just single-handedly? So they get past that, and... uh in comes this Boston team that's supposed to be so big and physical. But again, I go back to the toughness of this Warriors team because it didn't play out that way, right? The Warriors were the tougher team. They were the more physical team. And Boston, outside of Rob Williams' rim protection, wasn't really able to take advantage of their size and athleticism. I thought going into the series, they were going to have to go small. Now, I also understand that that is somewhat of a subjective term because you out goes Rob Williams, in comes Derek White. You're subbing your center for a guard. and some, some may say, okay, they've gone small. That's not what I meant. What I meant was you go White, Smart, the Jays, and Grant Williams. And then you switch everything, a la the 17-18 Houston Rockets. You go with that model because, you know, Keeping Al at the five, a 35-year-old center, and asking him to switch out 30 feet from the basket, that's not exactly the recipe of going small. That's not the model I was talking about. And I know that they they briefly tried things, but I think one thing that really hampered Boston strategically was they never really committed to trying that small lineup 
nor did they really commit to blitzing Steph. And you looked at Draymond struggling early in that series or daring. I, I, Wiggs had the big game, right? That was kind of the game where it was like, oh, well, if we do that, that probably discouraged them from doing it in game six. But I just thought that Ime kind of showed that he is a rookie coach and he was a little too prideful and rigid in staying to their traditional defense. But what it did was it you couldn't have scripted any better for Steph. Right, Because, again, the one knock was that finals moment, that get-on-my-back moment. And here comes this vaunted Boston Celtics defense whom, by the analytics, say it's an all-time defense. And they're like, nah, we're going to kind of play you straight up, Steph. We think we can, we can handle you. It was a mistake, right? It was a mistake. And you saw... Steph got more and more confident as the series went on to the point where he's pointing at his ring finger with 20 minutes to go left in game six on the road because I think he he understood. He, at, by that point, he realized like, yo, they really ain't going to like blitz me at midcourt. They're, they're, I'm not going to get the Ty Lue treatment. And so you're going to switch Al Horford on to me. I'm a Michelin chef, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, man. Wow. Wow. And now, you know, you, you just got to smell the flowers. You got to, but I'm, you know, you know how our minds work. This is how everybody works. What's next? What's next? What are, what are the, what are the ramifications of this around the league? And I won't even lie to you. There's a part of me where I'm like, damn, you know, like I, as, as great as this was, like how hungry can these guys be after that? Right. This was the one, this was like, all right, you know, <laughs> with before Katie, with KD and now without him. Maybe the fifth one is for LeBron. Like, he ain't going to pass LeBron. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's always going to be a thing. But then at the same time, this has kind of reestablished their dominance, their confidence. You've got their young players, uh, the taste of it. I know that they didn't – I know the guys didn't, didn't really play in the final series, but they got some crunch playoff minutes, and they got to see the atmosphere, the travel – and all the details of what it feels like. So that's very important. I will say, young James Wiseman with the Kobe pose and the trophy, these kids are built different, fam. Like, <laughs> look, I have no problem with you doing it. Don't don't take the picture and put it on your socials, fam. But um, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave young Wise alone for right now. But speaking of these young guys, again, you heard, you know, Andre and the vets. They were very boisterous to start the season, like, yo, you cannot thread the needle with these young guys. You know, everybody kept waiting for the trade, the inevitable, you know, Moody Kaminga trade for Brad Beal, whatever it was going to be. We were all waiting for it, and it, it never happened. And somehow, Joe Lacob has managed to have his cake and eat it too. And now he's out there with the McMahon swagger walk, man. It's crazy. Um, but again, you know, so what? do you run it back? The Warriors have lost a bunch of assistant coaches. Kenny Atkinson's to Charlotte, Mike Brown to Sacramento. Um, not a main focus of the fans right now, but uh, you know, I'll throw one name out for you, Fisdale. He's on the Lakers bench, right? He, uh, they could bring him in. Um, do they bring Luke Walton back? Or are they worried about some Me Too shit with Luke? I wouldn't blame him, to be honest with you, in today's culture. Um, that's not to judge him, but you know, rumors are rumors. Um, but again, the question, okay, Otto Porter, GP2, do they run it back with these veteran guys? Hell, even Bielitsa, who contributed. And you talk about the toughness, the toughness of this team. Um, 
I didn't even get into the bench, right? I, I'm kind of all over the place with this one, y'all. I'm, I'm freestyling this one because I just wanted to touch base with the with y'all on YouTube because I know some of y'all can't afford a patron or you know this is the this is the platform that you follow me on. So, but I'm freestyling this. But I wanted to get back to the toughness of this Warriors team. It may not be the most talented. It's certainly the toughest. I covered the core guys and how they're grizzled vets and how they've in a way become tougher in their own right. But then and and even Wiggins, right? But then you go to the bench. You go to the bench, and uh, again, Otto so physical and all this, GP2, the menace. I guess I did cover all this stuff, but I, Bialica even adds to it, right? The guy he's, goes from Serbia to Minnesota to Sacramento. He can endure anything, and I, I, think, I think Parade Belly might be a thing. W would you be surprised if he was the most turnt? You, you know, it, we'll see who it is. It could be Draymond. Draymond, you noticed, I thought it was a very – controlled celebration from Draymond and it's because his kids were there that's a smart thing I know as a young dad at one time you know your kids uh they help you mature in so many ways and they also keep you in control and I think why in part why we saw Draymond very calm and collected during the celebrations there was he had his kids all around him you gotta be you gotta be um but yeah so do these vets come back it, it can they bring back Otto and GP2? More than likely, they've got to choose between one of them. And I'm sure the consensus is GP2 because despite the the freak injury, he seems to be more durable, right? And you could argue he's more important. He's more valuable. Otto's a hell of a player though, man. Otto's a hell of a player. And I will point out that Otto Porter had a max contract already in his career. And so perhaps at this point, he's willing to give us a championship discount. We let him load manage. We've kind of helped him. And look, I want to give him credit for doing it as well, but, you know, helped him restore his career. So maybe he comes back on a team-friendly deal and we retain both of them. But you also imagine that Moses Moody, Kaminga, and fingers crossed James Wiseman are a much bigger part of this moving forward. That's how, on paper, ideally this thing works. Now, no one believed that you could do it, but it's as the core three start to age and lose a step here, Moody, Kamingba, and Wiseman, and Jordan Poole obviously ain't going nowhere, um, do more of the heavy lifting, right? They, they, Steph, Clay, and Dre do less. Kamingo, Wise, Moody, Poole do more. And can you shift into that um, with this culture? I, I At this point, can you doubt them? Can you doubt them? You know? And so, yeah, we'll see. There, there's going to they have the 28th pick, the draft next week. You know I'll have uh, that coverage. I'll have all the summer league games on my patron like I always do and then we'll do player profiles and draft stuff and have all that fun kind of deep dive stuff in in the in the off season there so go check that out but I'll I'll touch base with y'all here on YouTube as as that goes on but um for right now yeah I don't even want to get too much into that I just want to enjoy the moment and smell the flowers here for a little bit because um I think just like for Steph and them I think that this one is the sweetest for a lot of us Wow. Anyway, I'm out, y'all.